how do you want to do this one? Uh, let's have a cold open and have a conversation about things that are just things that we want to talk about and then go into the regular segments of, of that. Wait, did you not do that on purpose? What do you mean? Because that's exactly what you said last time. Is that right? <laughs> let's have a cold open? Ah, okay. We'll just start reusing the audio from old episodes and piecing it together. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna edit that. So right? It's, it's like, like Rose Gold is. I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Uh, yeah. You know, this album is really good. Uh, I just don't like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So we're doing this again. Um. I don't know. There was a lot of potential for other content, too. Uh, if you're listening to this now and was expecting an interview with Mark DeClivelo, we apologize for that falling through. But Mark was super busy. Uh, six six shows in, in six, six days, days all around Tokyo. Different so cities. And, you know, he lugs around like this super mm. intricate set of gear and so uh, I can only imagine how tiring it was for him and also I think he was mentioning that it was somebody in his family maybe his brother uh, his host family or somebody somebody close to him it was their uh, birthday party and on the day that we we're gonna record so um, all love to uh, Mark DeClivelo and sure. I think potentially we will have him in the studio again as a podcast guest but I think potentially we're going to work on doing a uh, non-local type of recording via satellite a remote episode with him over the phone which you may hear more of those in the near future we are kind of uh, experimenting with the possibility of doing that diversifying yeah you know for for a long time like we've had we've had the uh, potential and the ability to have uh, episodes recorded with a lot of notable artist uh in the past but we kind of were just rocking with having people in studio only and for a long time i kind of wanted to keep it like that but with um there's, the people, a, there's an energy right in the studio. yeah and you know we we've kind of we that's 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 our energy but uh i think we're going to do more in the future so mark to may be one of the first and then shortly thereafter you may hear us talking to other notable legendary figures within the hip-hop and art community indeed indeed we're 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 uh, we're having a good time we're doing we're doing that before we go into side two a side b of this wu-tang double disc cd i got a little announcement that i gotta make a lot of shit's been coming out a lot of shit's been weak I, I don't know the words. <laughs> that's a, a Wu-Tang <laughs> with let a whole up, different type let of... Let me pull up Genius. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you remember that um, that old and Living Color segment where uh, like Jamie Foxx and I think like David Allen Greer would recite rap lyrics, but they would do it like there was some type of like highbrow poet laureates yes. at colleges and shit? Uh, yes. I and it would be like that. really grimy um, rap lyrics from like Snoop Dogg or some shit. Yeah, that's almost where I went with that. But yeah, no, before before we actually get started recording, I did just want to kind of bullshit and talk a little bit about the year and some of the things that are happening. Maybe more recent news. Did you hear that Logic and Eminem track that recently came out? I did hear that. I didn't listen to it yet. Is it worth my time? Would you say that that is something that I should check out? Uh, you wouldn't like it. Well, it's a lot of syllables. It's a lot of syllables. So it's, it's good rapping and shit? A lot of syllables doesn't always equal good rapping. As an Eminem fan, I probably will not listen again. Oh, is it because Logic? No. 
Is it be? I hear Chris D'Elia kind of makes an appearance. With that part the, uh, is pretty tight. Yeah. Actually, I meant I meant to send that to, to that you. Shit. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's basically the Instagram video. Okay. They, well, like, they just ripped the audio. Yo, verse of the year 2018 <laughs> really killed it. Nah, you need more blackens. Like it. Really? Who did the production on it? Is it like some boob app shit or is um, it like some synthy? I, honestly, I don't remember. Huh. It's like they just get off like two minutes, maybe. No hook. Word? Like 32 sure. bars each? Something like wow. that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, maybe I should check it out just to check it out. No topic, you know? Just, just kind of barring out? Yeah. Oh, that's good for Well, actually, well, you know, I saw somebody write about it like two of the most um what's the word aggrieved rappers like logic for you know the race stuff yeah and eminem for the people don't like me because i'm the best right and i rap right and they kind of talk the radio about that. won't even play my song <laughs> that that eminem right yeah and they kind of just do that again okay which is fine because they're good at rapping right yeah Two, you know what's weird is like uh, sometimes I forget that Logic's black. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I almost said like ah, two white rappers doing it like that. <laughs> that's really cool. But I do sometimes forget that Logic is black, and that's not a diss towards him. You know, my man is black. Did it you is hear what that it is, diss but that IDK gave towards No. It's pretty. He's pretty. Is it like a diss track or is it just like a, 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 a it's kind of like bar? A, just an aggressive track, but okay. he calls out Logic for something that mm. Logic must have done or something. I would have liked to see Logic and Joyner Lucas go at it. Why did... What did Joyner Lucas say about Logic? You remember that suicide track that um, Logic came out with that got a lot of attention? Oh, the number? Uh, Yeah, the suicide hotline number. Well, apparently, from what I recall, Joyner Lucas had played a similar type of track. What do we got here? Oh, Facebook messages coming in? Let me read it aloud for our followers. (laughs) All in lace DMs. I think that was some titties that came through. Anyways, um... No, but uh, there was, uh, I guess Joyner Lucas said that he played a similar track to, to for Logic at some point, and then like a month later, really? Logic came out with the track, and so Joyner felt some type of way about that, and I think he spoke about it on that old uh, DJ Academics, uh, Joe Budden, uh, Everyday Struggle show that was out a couple years back. It might still be on, but without uh, Joe Budden. But As yeah. it should, if it's true. Biting I, is not tight. And, and you know what's weird is because like, Logic does come from the tradition of like lyricism and kind of boom bap hip hop. You know, he's he's from that ilk. And so he would he should know better than doing something like that. You know, it's not as simple as like Action Bronson rapping away and people comparing him to Ghostface. It, it, it really it really should be a little bit different. Like he he should not do that, which makes me believe that like maybe he didn't. But who knows, man? People are out for fame and. Selling out, buying in, and doing all those things. Who knows? Yo, the reason IDK goes at him is because he says Logic and his manager tried to get him blackballed. Oh. For some reason. Well, that is that is not a very nice thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even fucking That's know. That's also two, yeah. uh, you know, independent sources saying mm. Logic's kind of shady. Yeah. You know, some people get away with doing real shitty things. Mm. And, and it just continues, and, and sometimes they survive by the uh, the popularity of their music, you know, when really they should be fucking out of here. Like, uh, 
I recently read it was Chris Brown's birthday, and it just is shocking to me that people still rock with him like that. He doesn't have just the Rihanna situation. There's multiple confirmed reports of him being like a really shitty human being. I mean, yeah, I he's kind of I wonder why people a, still rock with that guy. Is he still being garbage, though? I think he has an open case in Europe somewhere about him potentially... Uh, drugging and having his way with some type of woman and that's all alleged like i have no idea obviously i don't pay attention that much but still it's it's questionable but i saw you saw the justin bieber thing somebody mentioned this to me at speakeasy the other day what was it what did he say i think there were two things i think he compared tupac and eminem and then the other thing was tupac plus Michael Jackson is Chris he Brown. Is Chris Brown. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> though. I mean, like, I know he's not trying to be funny, but it is really interesting because I can see the Michael Jackson uh, comparison because, you know, he's a multi talented singer, dancer, performer type of individual. And with the Tupac, it's like, yeah, he's a tough guy, but he's also like not very tough, which Tupac was too. You know, he's an mm. art school kid. But, like, that's kind of where the comparison ends for me. It's not like he's um, saying anything of value to the extent that Tupac did when it came to social, economic, social, socio-political issues. Like, Chris Brown doesn't dis- exhibit none of that. In fact, if he exhibits anything, it, are the mo- it is the more negative qualities of Tupac and probably the qualities that ended up uh, leading to yeah. the death yeah, of Tupac. Definitely. And a lot of rappers took that route and went that nasty now when it comes to michael jackson maybe the parallel is some type of identity crisis chris brown went from fucking starring in movies where he's a gospel singer to like a fucking 25 year old newly formed blood and to me that's just fucking weird and so maybe that's his way of lightening his skin so to speak I think Justin Bieber is just the white guy. He's also from Canada. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a deep dive. I took, I like, oh, let's give this some credence here. Let's see how this works. But yeah, you're right. You're fucking right. <coughs> What's Justin Bieber's hair looking like these days, man? Yo, didn't he retire? Didn't somebody say that? I thought he joined like the church of that one dude that'd be like wearing his fucking shorts. Oh, really you know low? whose daughter he married? Justin Bieber? Yeah. He married somebody? Yeah, I didn't know that. Married. No, he's like born again. Like Right. Really I know hardcore. he was like, yeah. That one cat. The fucking weird pastor dude who's got like a lot of money is like the hip young pastor and he's always wearing his fucking oh, board shorts hello low so you can see the fucking dick root like yo pull your pants up yo like you're fucking the root of the dick the, the dick root you know what i mean <laughs> like that fucking old, old uh greek statuesque like muscle you know at the top where the pubic hair should be it's like number one he is really shaving the fuck out of his pubic hairs which i don't care to see and number two is like it's too much dick root you know what i mean I, am I just hating because I like my dick root is not like that? Like uh, this is an incredible. You like, know, why I, I do that? I went to a couple pride events uh, this past week, and uh, I gotta say, when I was witness to the dick root, which I was on a couple occasions, I did not know there was a term for it. Mm. But now that I know the appropriate yeah. uh, vocabulary. I feel a little worse <laughs> about my experience. <laughs> about seeing this phenomenon of human anatomy? 
I, I'm not sure exactly where I picked up that, that phrase from, but uh, I'm very curious about the Pride Parade. You went to the Pride Parade last week? No, no, no. Or the no. Pride uh, joint? I, I went to the ball and oh, that's I right. went to the uh, the after party, whatever it was called. Was that the Andre Mizrahi uh, joint? Yes. That yes, sounds yes. incredible. Shout out to the House of Mizrahi. Word. And shout out to our guys over at the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast because they're going to the be interview, interviewing him. Well, they already should, did? It may come out before. Not before ours. I don't know when it's going to come out. Okay. But it'll come out. Well, either out. way, you know, those are our guys, so yeah. always pay attention to them, too. Well, yeah, peep the interview when it comes out. Yeah. He's a he's a, a voguing legend, yeah? Yo, he's he killed everybody in there. Mm. And he looked like he wasn't even trying. He just felt it, stood up, did his thing. And, I mean, a lot of people dance, but you can tell, like, he's a fucking icon. He's a pro. There's a reason for that. Yeah. 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 He's uh, a shit. So, speaking back to Dick Roots... <laughs> Do they do a lot of that dick root shit out here at the Pride par- uh, Parades? Because there was like a Pride Festival in New Yogi last weekend, right? Well, I've week. never been to the Pride Parade, so I can't I speak on that. I've only but been to San Francisco's. The event I went to last night, which was like a kind of an AIDS awareness, but also kind of like a Pride Week after party, I guess, kind of thing. They had some like sexy, muscly Jap- Japanese dudes up there, like yeah? grinding for money. Oh, dope. Shirtless. Uh... Barely pantsless, yeah. Oh, uh, that was the um, the group chat was about that, right? You went up there with a couple folks. Yeah, yeah. Was was well, uh, was Cliff up there? I tried to. Uh, nah, he didn't make oh, it. Okay, nah. Or yeah, but I saw you know, Asia was up there. Um, I hope people don't mind. I'm saying if I saw them up there, Kaylin and Robin from Tokyo Love Hotels was up there. Okay, shout uh, out to them. Our guy Keem, Keem was up oh, there. Keem Martin Jung. was up there. Oh. A bunch of folks were up there. Oh wow, that is like a, I haven't seen Keem in a whole minute. Yeah, shout me out to too. that guy. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yo, is he like a chef? Because I've been seeing his Instagram. He got I all types too. of food going. Uh, he says he does events and things. He does them well because the food looks delectable. I think he says that's his way. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. Word up. Kim Jong Illist. Yeah, I think that's it on uh, on the Insta. It's a dope name. Yeah. Dope Word. Name. What else is what else is happening within the realm of Tokyo and hip hop dope culture? Do we have anything dope coming up? Like, are we doing any events or some shit? You and I are spinning at Beat the Best uh, next month on June first. I think. Is it the first? I think so. I think it's going to be June first. Of course, the correct details will be in the show calendar and our forecast. As soon as I put weeks. them in there. That's right. Yep. But that should be dope. That will be dope. Are we gonna are we gonna go back to back for two hours, th- my nigga? I think it might be longer than two hours, man. Really? We might have like ninety minute sets. That whole downstairs is gonna be like there's only four people. Yeah. And I, I imagine one of them is gonna be upstairs. So uh, I'm I'm down. I can I can go for you know. Oh, you hours. mean one of our sets is gonna be upstairs? I don't know. Upstairs is where they're doing the entirety of the performances, and oh, there's also going to be upstairs. Yeah, all okay. upstairs is going to be the performances. There's going to be people rapping. That's a big jump from shit. having what 15 minute sets. Yeah. To doing like Yo, hour. straight up and down, man. <laughs> yeah, stressing me out. No, yeah. it's a, it should be a lot of fun. I'm probably just going to play a lot of hip hop stuff, that all nice. all eras. But yeah, that'll be really dope. Man, we should go back to back for a little bit. Shit, I'm like down. That. Yeah, word. Especially if we got the time. Yeah. Uh, what else are we doing? Um, oh, let's remind me to talk to you about that. Later. Okay, that's um, right. Maybe you'll get some behind the hot, scenes. Hot is tomorrow. Hot is tomorrow? Oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes, it is. Absolutely. Uh, I feel I'll like probably... we're doing something else too. Yeah, hot is going to be tomorrow. The breakdown is going to be tomorrow. Um, my birthday is going to be on Sunday, so. 
If you're a woman, please send pictures of your dick roots. <laughs> if you're a woman, send pictures of your dick roots directly to our Instagram. And if you're a guy, uh, let's DMs see those. Let's are see those open titties. to be slid into. <laughs> yeah, right. These days. I have yeah. popped the cherry. Yeah. On it, that. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy is that like we both share the Instagram and shit, right? <laughs> and so if late's getting real sneaky in there, like I kind of, I kind of can see the whole thing. I can even come in and communicate for him at certain times if I'm feeling right. I started off real right. professional, like, yo, I'm just inviting people to the events. Yeah, then yeah. I started sending gifts with Beyonce and shit. Yeah, well, that's, that's really I know good, what man. I'm doing. We're, we're, we're having a good I'm time doing. here. Um, what about, uh, name an album that's come out this year that you like. Um, DJ Muggs and Makami, Two's mm. Les Two, or however you say that in French. Yeah, that is that is kind of a That's a, a fucking... Right? hard body banger right there that that joint that um is with the god fahim which one uh the 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 one with the name that i can't pronounce uh uh coin naman or the other yeah, one. yeah i was trying to bring it up on my phone right now but i yeah he's on three of them well that's the only one that's uh, like kind of french coin aman yeah. yeah 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 that's my favorite one that's probably my favorite track off of the album too to be honest with you okay well shit i don't know like Mm. An album that I really like this year. I do like the Quelle Chris, but not completely. I might say Hiding Places, uh, which is Billy Woods and uh, Kenny Siegel's album. Okay. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's kind of been my vibe this year, man. Like, a lot of it has not been really... It's been a lot of that... It's the same thing with that Muggs Hami joint. Like, it's been the more slow, mm. kind of offbeat, unconventional time signatures. Maybe a lack of drums. Uh, really s- deliberate raps, kind of almost like a spoken word poetry type of cats, like Mike and Mock is more of an MC, but like Mike and Billy Woods. So I do, I do like that joint. Maybe that Billy Woods is where I'm at right now. But I, I forgot to bring this up when we were talking off mic, but that Anderson Pac uh, Ventura is it a Ventura that came out this year or Oxnard? Yeah, yeah. Whichever one it was, I didn't hear the new one. I listened to it, fucking liked it a lot, and to prep, it made me go back and listen to the one that came out last year, which I was kind of lukewarm on, but now, I, f- I love both of those albums. Hmm. Both of those albums are great. I gotta go and listen to those, like, for real, because I have not listened to those Yo, he for did real. his damn thing, man, especially the one that came out this year. He's, he's a super talented and phenomenal artist. Um, I kind of... You know, with an artist like that, having the right producer is uh, tremendously important because the project that he did with with uh, Dre executive producing the first ver- like he just came out with two albums. Right. Yes. Which, whichever one was the first one. There were some joints on it, but there was also some that I didn't care. For. That's that's what it was. You 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 said exactly what my thoughts were when I realized this. The one that came out last year sounded too much like Compton, mm. which isn't that. Bad? No. Yeah, it's, it's like, not yeah. bad, right. but it's also not super great. Right. And this one sounds, a, it's different. It's not, uh, you know, a different genre. Like, it's the same right. kind of general vibe, but it just sounds a little better Word. for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, with, with Anderson, man, he can create all types of different vibes, and they're kind of always his own, you know? Kind of like a an Andre. Like yeah. Andre is gonna, no matter what he touches, Who's he's gonna make his own. 
So I, I've got to go out and check it out. I've been I've been slacking a lot on my new album updates like this year. I, I haven't listened to the Schoolboy Joint. Um, well, we were saying like, yeah. well, we were saying how not a lot of great stuff has come yeah. out, but also a lot of stuff hasn't come out. Bet a lot of. You think Kendrick's going to drop this year? About that time, right? So, like yeah. every two years. I imagine so. Yeah. Last year was the soundtrack. I wonder so. what's next for him, though. I wonder if the soundtrack means it's going to be pushed back another year or so. Maybe like drop in spring next year. But I don't know. Well, Schoolboy just dropped. Yeah. So maybe. Schoolboy dropped the same year as Kendrick last time, too, right? Damn. No, Blank so. Face dropped the same year as Damn. No, I don't no? think so. When okay. did Blank Face come out? 2016? Maybe late 15? I don't know. Do the Googles. Well, yeah, we're we're not exactly encyclopedias or Wikipedias. No. Wikipedia, Wikipedia. I don't know, but yeah. Wikipedies? Are we Wikipedies? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a, a, I'm, I'm always excited for a Kendrick album. I'm oh, yeah, wondering sure. what direction he's going to go this year or with it, but we'll see. I'm listening to a lot of newer guys these days because, you know, Spotify steadily supplies me with people I didn't even know existed. Mm. So uh, if somebody else has an album that comes out, I'm interested in that. I would like an Ivan Av album. That would be dope. Word. I would like, uh, well, Doja Cat just released a deluxe, but I would like a new Doja Cat. I would fuck with that. Tierra Wax probably going to drop something this yeah, year. I want her to drop like a real rap album. Yeah. Like a real, like a, like a full length. Have you heard all the new singles? No, you know I don't have Spotify, so I don't really get singles like that. Like I hear about albums, I buy albums. I might watch it on YouTube if I'm aware of it, but yeah. Yeah, we're tripping. Yo, Tierra Wack is all the singles are good, by the way. But the God uh, Bussin' by Devin J. Morrison uh, came yeah. out this year. Yeah, that's of course that's super dope. Yes, it is. Um, Clear Soul Forces came out with an album this year. I really like those cats. I think they're from Detroit. Just real. Uh, throwback kind of boom bap rapidy rap joints Exile and Choosy had an album that was really good oh I think Exile and Blue have a new thing coming soon Blue had his album with Oh No that came out this year that was really good too it's it's good blue raps oh I didn't hear that one I Yo, played he it, raps I did a lot yeah he fucking raps his ass off I actually played that um, one of the blue tracks during um, uh, the Urban Aristocrat episode but I ended up cutting it from the episode at the end of the day I don't know why I did that. I think I was just trying to save time, and we didn't really discuss it too much. But yeah, it was supposed to be going off on a tangent about the rap style, so I cut that. Oh, the stacking. Yeah. The okay. Stacking. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. The, that Rico, that Rico nasty with um, uh, Kenny Beats. You, you weren't feeling that. I didn't listen to it all the way through, but the first song, Cold, I was like, hmm, this is. I mean, there are some good songs on there. I like Rico, but her solo stuff is like too aggressive or just like too hard for me for some reason i like her when she's featuring she's like a nice okay. flavor on sure, a track yeah sprinkle but, a little bit of that nasty on there yeah but like her album but i will say this kenny beats one is better than the other stuff i've heard which is yeah super trappy yeah that's kind of why i like it I, I i really do like kenny beats and i'm excited for his work with uh he did he put out a track with jpeg mafia this year called puff daddy and i think they're working on a project together and that should be interesting because kenny beats has a really wide range of like production ability and so he he really can make different sounding soundscapes mm. for the artists and tailor it to them and jpeg mafia is becoming like the most punk rapper out now he's like kind of taking that spot for a lot of people i think that were really into like 
death grips. Yeah. And then he's kind of like that weird punk, um, super avant-garde wave. Did he get into a Twitter thing with somebody, too? Probably. He's kind of an asshole uh, all around, which I respect yeah, completely. That's kind of tight. Black Ben Carson. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty brolic. Oh, so. um, Smoke Dizza just dropped a little EP. And uh, Smoke Dizza is maybe low-key top five MC of the decade. You think so? Like, like for, for me, he just puts out, out too Output much. and yeah. he, he puts out a lot. Yeah. Because he's maybe released five projects this year yeah. already. Yeah. That's what it is for me. It's like, it, it but I mean, become, the quality. Yeah. Not all the way through, but the highs are very high. You know, what he's doing is just like raps over good beats and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, like he doesn't really falter at yeah. that at all. It's nah. like, really, it's always going to be really good. He's Same very thing good with like that. those Griselda cats. Like it's, it's going to be like good beats and their raps and fucking 10 albums in a year. Yeah. So I, I kind of have a love hate relationship with that in one sense. Like there's always going to be like two or three tracks on every project that I think are great. But then it's also going to be like, I can't remember the shit because they're on fucking 10 different projects. It's fine for me because I don't I don't have the ability to see them live. So I know I can't get frustrated about not hearing the song I want to hear performed. Right. Which used to stress me out uh, when I was in America, especially towards the end. Because, like, you know, the rappers that I liked and would pay, you know, maybe some buku money to go see... They're like seven albums in already. And I'm like, man, I really like the first two, three albums. Word. They're not going to do those songs. Word. Like when I had the chance to see Eminem and Ludacris in like 2002 or something, that was like prime. That's like perfect time to see them. Yeah, yeah. Now if I go see Eminem, I got to sit through recovery and rehabilitation yeah. and recycle. You're also going to hear some revival joints on there. Whatever it's you called. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And Until you get to like that two songs off of yeah. Kamikaze. Yeah. And if he's played something from 8 Mile, you know, we'll all you be lucky. Right. We'll put the knives away from yeah. the small lambs and things. Yeah. That's... I don't know. Um, I wasn't going to a lot of like large, like now I listen to a little bit more popular artists. I think for a while I was listening to mostly like underground cats. So. Like, for example, if you went to a bus driver show, and I know he's, you know, he's a performer and yeah. maybe he's more in the moment and it'll be more about the experience. How many of your favorite songs do you think you're going to hear? Oh, man. I mean, like, one of the things, a lot of times, bus driver is going to perform like his newest album. Like, that's pretty much what you're going to get. Or maybe, like, one song or two off of the older joints. I haven't seen Bus Driver live since maybe, like, 2005, though. So, I don't know what he does now. I know, like, he rocks a 404, but, yeah. Out here, what's kind of trash is, like, we don't get a lot of artists out here. Not as much as you would think, no. Especially from kind of that, like, upper, upper lower tier of artistry, right? Like... Like a run the jewels, mm. you know, they're not really big enough to headline a festival mm -hmm. like that. They might get invited out, but 
it's going to for them as touring artists they're not really going to hit an asia tour because they have to hit like tokyo one night maybe osaka on a fucking friday like a sunday night and then fly to korea so we don't get a lot of those type of cats and we especially don't get underground cats like that like tierra whack coming out here like i don't see it happening ever uh injury reserve earth gang um jid i don't know ugly man was just in moscow and i was like it would be dope to figure out how to get him here, but it's yeah. just, it's not, it's not it, worth well, it. A him. lot of times it's like the person, the, the promoter has to come out of the pocket with like a gang of money because basically they're Pay paying for, the for them to, they're paying for them to come here and perform that one show and to recoup that. I've heard horror stories by people who have brought out the beat nuts and people who have brought out diplomats. Like you end up losing racks on racks. So yeah, well, that, that kind of like lower upper tier and that well, like, Basically, it's either going to be like super underground cats like Eloquent who come out for a beat show with their homies and it's kind of like a vacation for them. Mm. And so they bounce around to these small venues like Batica and shit like that. Or it's like the the highest tier of performers doing like Fuji Rock soul, or yeah, Soul Camp or something. They're sold shit, you know? it, selling, yeah, selling yeah. some shit out. It, it, yeah, like, but. I don't know. Like, uh, I would like to see more of that. I think that's one of the most disappointing things about Tokyo for me. For being such a large city, like, why haven't I seen Run the Jewels out here? Like, like you know, I, mean, I would yeah, like to see that energy. It's disappointing, but it's also been a bit of a blessing to find the local dopeness. Bad, bad. That's been That's been something I didn't even know I was looking for. And even, like, now... My appreciation of DJs, like real good DJs, is like way higher than it was mm, even that's one thing we got. three or four years ago. Yeah. Like I, I respect the DJ, like in quotation marks, like a real ass DJ, yeah. a lot more than I did before Word. because, you know, I've witnessed it now. No doubt. Uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for our fireside chat about anything that we wanted to talk about. Should we go ahead and segue into the uh, best ever album ever? What did you call it? I thought the name was much more concise. Oh, I, was, I wasn't I was planning just, on changing it every time. but, but It kind of just does that <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Whatever. I'll let you name it this time. The greatest album of the decade ever, potentially, this time. Since 2010... <laughs> yeah so yeah you heard try it here to fit first that, folks try to fit all of those into the characters yeah, of the title it's gonna of be hard yeah, to get nah, into just, instagram yeah story. whatever we just put it <laughs> we'll just put it on there or whatever but this is um this is a kind of a, a, a fun oh, project sorry. can we take a break yep all right we're doing that now bye bye This is your friendly neighborhood rapper, Cal Combs, and this is the Mega Late Show. Um, just, I mean, keep popping, go in, say what's up, maybe uh, cold open, talk some shit, and then uh, go right into it. Coming back now? Are we back now? Yes. Back we, were just having, we were just having tangents about uh, funny gangsters. I think. Yeah, we brought up, you know, Ben Staples, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Rocky, uh, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Humorous. Uh, Jaden Smith. Yeah. But what you were talking about, like, Cali has a kind of distinct kind of 
gang culture and i don't mean like you know oh gang culture is running rapping right like it's like a cali thing it's right. just like part of it, it, life it's yeah it's, it's like it's the community has their own cultural quirks just like southern cats and, and east coast cats but it's very distinctively west coast um in terms of the way that they approach being tough in things that are like status quo or passe like things that you should not do uh, ethically as a as a gangster mm. and a lot of those are like you're allowed to be funny and shit whereas like on the east coast especially the 90s cats it was like a very serious oh type you of are thing. allowed to be funny yeah you're allowed to be kind of humorous and, and goofy okay. and, and and hilarious all the fucking gangster cats that i grew up with man are like some of the funniest people that i know okay. which is crazy because one second you know they'll be funny as hell but they'll definitely shoot you over their little cousin or sister or some shit but yeah that fits into what I was gonna say next because I've been listening to a lot of Beyonce recently. Who I you sure have, man. You said you've been watching Homecoming and uh, Lemonade. Lemonade quite a bit. Wow. And and well, I might have to bleep that out, so I won't say. Hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, which also leads into the next thing we're gonna talk about. So I guess we'll do yours first. Okay. I'm gonna speak about him. Oh, okay. Because he he mentions this on the album. We're doing the greatest album, uh, whatever Mega said before the Earlier. break, we're doing that. that. And uh, we have a list that's in the show notes and on the social media, if you want to see how many albums we have so far. Uh, we're at 21 at the time of recording. When we get finished today, we'll have 25. That's right. Four albums today. Yes. Uh, Mega is submitting his album, and I've got three albums because I'm an asshole. And well, actually, that Elzai was going to be mine earlier, but we just never recorded with Tracy. That was my pick, wasn't was, it? No, that was me. Was that you? Yeah, almost certain. Oh, well, that's dope. We both have yeah. two albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, that works out then. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, do, do, do. I was saying, oh, what is your first pick? The guy that I was just about to talk about. Oh, Jay-Z. Uh, Magna Carta. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Holy Grail. Magna Carta. Holy Grail. And it was the uh, it was the deluxe edition. I guess that's the version. Oh wait. Well, you see, I, I'm not sure because I've only listened to the deluxe edition. I don't know about. I don't know the how other they're different. Yeah. yeah. Neither do I. And I didn't realize that until I was looking at my track listing um, today. And I was like, oh, this is deluxe edition. Okay. So I don't know. I'm sure it's not huge work. Well, uh, well, the reason that. I segued into this is because on the album he talks about like because I listened to it recently like this morning and he was saying I, something uh, to the effect of I learned that it's okay to be weird or something like that mm. which you know when you think about Jay-Z before and all the things Beyonce says about him in her songs Jay-Z is like a gangster kind of New York cat. Right. But now he's like a rich billionaire and he kind of is learning to be eccentric or to enjoy himself or to, you know, yeah. you know, just not be a fucking Brooklyn tough guy. Yeah. Which relates to what you were saying, which I didn't think you were saying, but apparently it's okay on the West Coast to be like that. Yeah. And actually, you know, this kind of conversation relates also to another album that you picked. But the reason that I was kind of uh, 
looking at my phone a second ago is I was looking at whether or not Elzai was my pick or yours, and it was your pick. My bad. Okay. But yeah, uh, to to come back come back to that. Um, this to to speak about kind of Jay Z's growth as a person. Uh, you can kind of see this throughout all of his career because to some degree he's been personal about his struggles and about you know business his relationships super even personal more than yeah. you would think uh, if you well, really look into right. his lyrics he, he really does get into some things and it's one of the reasons that i really enjoy jay-z's entire catalog of music because if you listen to his albums you kind of uh, see this story progress in ways that some of the other artists who have been making music for so long don't really have that same kind of story. Like Nas, I don't think, has the same type of story as Jay does from Reasonable Doubt to this album, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. But this album is a little bit strange to me because I feel like this was the album that Jay-Z came out where he said, perhaps he said to himself, I can't make another American gangsta. Yes. I can't make uh, watch the throne type of music, you know, by myself. I have to grow and do something different. Is this after Watch the Throne? I think so. I don't know. 2011, maybe? Watch the Throne? Mm, this album. 2012. 2012, this one came out? So, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not certain about that, but both of those albums mark kind of a transition in mm. Jay's career, I think. Uh, Actually, I think American Gangster is the biggest transition. Right. Which I feel is the last great Jay-Z album. I, I know a lot of people disagree I, with me. No, I actually, you know, like I'm I'm with you. I think that's one of Jay's better albums. And I think one of the reasons that it was allowed to work as well as it did so late in his career is because it's conceptual. He was able to mm. play the role of a gangster like he like he was, you know, lived his life in the past and it didn't come across as like, come on Jay, you can't talk about that yeah, anymore. Like, You're a multi-millionaire, yeah, multi, yeah. you know, approaching billions. But this album for I will just straight up and down. This is my least favorite Jay Z album. I wouldn't go that far. What What do you place under this one? Uh, volume one, volume really? three, uh, maybe Dynasty. Okay. Um, Blueprint two. Is that the gift and the curse? The gift, <laughs> the curse. The okay. gift, the gift and, and the, the curse. curse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, like for for me, man, like um. I read a, a really interesting article a couple months back arguing how every one of Jay's albums could be argued that it was his best album. And they would talk about points. It, it was it was more sure. tongue-in-cheek. Oh, more okay. tongue-in-cheek. Okay. But it was basically just to highlight certain changes in Jay's personality, his musical content, the successes that each album had, and reasons why it should be revered as uh, uh, another piece of quality within his catalog. And the things that they had to say about this album were not so much revealing about the music. It was mostly like the Samsung deal. Was it Samsung that he yes. had to deal with yes, with this? Yes, Which yes. is another game changer. Uh, it is. It was an interesting approach to selling music. Not Which necessarily positive. Well, a lot of things that JC does are not necessarily positive. Recently, he's been dragged for the Barclays Center gentrification in Brooklyn right. and the implications of all that and the fallout from all that. But, but to interject, one of the things that I had forgotten until I was like, because when we do this, we, you know, say what albums back. and I'm like, oh, I'll go back and listen to the album. Mm. That shit is not on Spotify. And oh, it's not it's on YouTube. Album. 
because Jay-Z is on top of his shit with his music. Mm. So I had to be like, how am I going to listen to this goddamn album? Good thing I already had it. Okay. Like, in the archives. Right. But it was like, yo, like, that shit is whack. And when he did the Samsung deal, that was one of the first exclusivity things that popped off. And I, I don't say, like I the contribution that to that. It's kind of trash. I feel like it's trash. I do, I do recall you voicing your opinion on like um, music not being to like everywhere, like title deals and things of that nature. Yeah. And and that's like that's a whole nother conversation. But what what it was is you know just like Beyonce just dropping an album randomly. It was Jay coming out with a way to kind of gain media attention, make he money also off got his to albums. Say he was like platinum before the album before came album out. drops which yeah. is better than double platinum with no features <laughs> it's better than that right it, it, can we say that quality aside but you know it, to me man like a lot of these songs age jay in ways that i'm not so interested with he a lot of the content is more mature things mm. about him growing as a rich person like like um lots of art references yeah and I don't really Almost care. Almost exclusively. If, well, there's a whole song that's just about him, like, waxing Multiple about. Songs. Yeah, about him being like, yo, check out, I know this painter, and I want to have sex like this person, like this other white dude, or, you know, mm. like. And it's like, all right, I don't want to hear a 40 some year old Jay Z talk about drugs anymore. Like, yeah, I'm past that. But this album kind of marked a change for me because. I think this is the album that had to be made before 444, where he kind of just like pulled the curtain back with like kill Jay-Z and let here here goes. Can you me elaborate now. on that? Why? Well, because 444 is one of the most kind of personal albums that we've gotten from a uh, rapper. A rapper. Mm. Period. Yeah. Even even emo rappers, I would say. Like uh, of this like of this degree I, of I feel notoriety. Like with the type of person Jay is, even though we said he's super personable, he's also very private. He's like a Denzel, like he's not in, like, he's not gonna be in the picture. He's not gonna be yeah. like talking to TMZ and shit. He's you know not what crazy I mean? legs. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely not crazy legs. And and uh, for him to expose himself like that kind of yeah. adds an extra level to yeah. 444. And that's one of the reasons I really enjoyed 444. I thought it was just a great, uh, mature album. This one, there's a level of maturity there, but a lot of it just doesn't work for me. I feel like this, like some of the content contrasted with uh, the production choices, which are, yeah, not the best uh, kind of, of Jay's, Jay's pickings. And Going also, back to it, even knowing it's 2012, it's kind of like it just doesn't it doesn't resonate for me very well. I will say this is the best, like. Jay-Z over Trap Beats. If you want to hear that, you need to listen to this album. And those songs are really good. Yeah. Well, some like, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It. Fucking love that song. And uh, what's the other kind of trappy song? Uh, I don't have the track list up right now. I actually just pulled up one song. My but. favorite song on this album, which is maybe less than a minute long, is Beach Is Better. That Beach song is, better is, is incredible. Dope. That's a really dope just B-side joint that is not really a song. But it's good. See, the 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 difference for me about Jay's albums is, uh, as a as a big fan, I will say looking at the artwork now, that shit is really tight. It, the execution of it, I thought was dope. The yeah. Samsung, the deal, rollout the, and everything. Yeah, I thought it was really dope. But the music just didn't speak to me. There's um, like 
with a J album, just rounding down and saying a J album is 10 songs long, I'm usually going to like about six of them, mm-hmm. right? Out of 10. You know, usually there's more or less. So, you know, yeah. to me, that's a really above decent, average. That's an above average rating. That would probably be like a, a seven on the Fantano scale, maybe like a 6.8 on Pitchfork or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. A seven on Pitchfork. But like, I think they're generally better than average albums. Generally, they're better than bad albums. And this one really approaches less than that for me, just because the, the number of songs that I like is lower than even Kingdom Come. I'm a little surprised, man. Oh, what? I like Kingdom Come, and I think wow. it aged okay. I, I like I like Launcher. I like while, I like I like a few of those tracks. I did tracks, not like man. it when I listened to it. When it first came out, I don't think very many people did, but I thought there was a few on there, and I think a few of them are solid tracks. But this one, like Picasso Baby, I love it because the yeah. Jay over that beat is crazy, but this one, man, like I mean, the what's the track before Picasso, baby? It's the Tom. Is it Tom, Tom Ford? Ford? I like Maybe. that. It's fine as a you know him just you know doing his art swag thing, yeah. or I'm rich and I can do this thing. It's fine, you know. I, I like it, but like this seems like a like a I'll midlife say, crisis album for me. This seems like a I'm better than you other rappers. You already know lyrically, but now I want you to know how economically. Real. Yeah. Like, yeah, the things that like, are doing is more real. than Watch the Throne, which is kind of crazy. Cause yeah, they because were, that was like a celebration yeah. of, of black <laughs> of excellence. excellence, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and this like is the like white excellence. Yeah, this was this 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 album feels like a, like a midlife crisis. The, the way you said like, um, I want to have sex like this white guy. I never thought about it before, but there's a lot of. Ugh, I hate words coming out of my mouth white worship on this album it's a it's it's a very real sentiment that i get from it and i feel like some of the like this era of jay this kind of transitioning from like on this album or current jay well like uh, where he's at now like but but this album like around this time like you know this is kind of like no more throwbacks you know button ups only type he was on that a few years before but this is him not only trying to make that transition, but him trying to find himself within rich culture as a black person. And I think that, like like the Barclays situation, Jay, maybe he got himself into some situations where he probably wouldn't be so comfortable with at, at where speaking about them where he's at now like the the Barclay situation that type of gentrification that he contributed to I don't think Jay really rocks with that and I don't think yeah. Jay really rocks with a lot of the things he was saying on this album and maybe even more so than some of his previous albums to sum it all up it's all projection from me but I come away from this album not really liking rich Jay-Z and mm. I didn't really start caring for Jay-Z again until 444 and I was like this is grown. This is dope. And we'll eventually get to ranking 444, but I really enjoy that album. There's yeah, quite a few spots on there. 444, without getting too yeah. deep into it, is a much better project. Not even just project, even though it is. Yeah. It's a better person. I'm a mature rapper yeah. album. It's a, and and uh, I, am a, I am a big Jay-Z fan. He's one of the more... Uh, popular artists that i've enjoyed since the 90s probably one of the only ones because you know where i lay on where i stand on like even kanye and, and m and even nas yeah 
but I rank this one fairly low in the catalog of That's why I'm surprised Jay-Z. you picked it. When you said that, I was very surprised. I didn't want it like, yo, we only had a few days, and I didn't want to go back and listen to like more <laughs> new albums. That's why I was like, four albums this time, please. But um, it, it ranks fairly low for me in terms of um, where I think it would go on the list, too. I think this album goes under the roots. How I Got Over. That's Sorry, where my, I would place it. My phone is loading. Okay. Yeah. But but that would put it above Bobby Sessions, under the roots, under J. Cole, under Aesop. Oh, you have it lower than I do. Yeah. You think it's not as good as 12 Reasons to Die? You have yeah. it under Long Live ASAP. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I think I liked more songs on Long Live ASAP than this. The reason, my reason for putting it under the roots is because, excuse me. I Actually, said it, I don't think we can do that. Because that's under Friday Night Lights, and that's, that's what insane. You like this album more than Friday Night Lights? Definitely. Really? I'm just surprised. You know, Steve said that this is his favorite Jay-Z album. And I know it sits with some people in a, like, you know, a way. I know some people do like this album. Yeah. But for me, it's not Well, so like good. I said, it's what, not... Where do you place it again? I... Mm, I had it above 12 Reasons to Die. Man. And, you know, I'm willing to, to concede, you know, having it lower, but... Under Friday Night Light seems a little too much. I, I like a lot of those tracks, but I would agree. You know, this is a project. There's a cohesion to it. I might just not like it, whereas Friday Night Lights is a mixtape. I, you know, I definitely didn't like the Forte Bowie joint. I'm, I would be fine with it above ASAP, but under 12 Reasons to Die. Although sounds- I don't like ghost lyrics on that, I think it's a more focused project. I think the production on it sits with me a little better. I would be fine with it under 12 Reasons to Die. I don't know, man. Like, Beach is better and Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It, and Tom Ford and Picasso Baby. Four. Even Oceans is good. Uh, your your version of the album, how many tracks does it have on it? Because mine oh. had, like, fucking... Hold on, man. I have to check. Let me see. Sixteen tracks. Four out of sixteen is not. Four out of sixteen is not a good number for me. I don't think I have that many. Um, Oh, I do have sixteen. I don't. Four out of sixteen. Like um, you probably like more than four though. Well, I like Picasso Baby. Actually. Actually, songs I really like are like Beach is Better, Fuck Me, You Know I Got It, and maybe Crown, depending on the day. Crown is so not actually, I like for maybe me, less songs. <laughs> 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 well, but the ASAP Rocky joint, I don't like pretty much like anything, anything on, there. on there, pretty much. Yeah. So you would want to put this under the ASAP? No. I mean, above the ASAP? Yeah. Let's put it. Let's put it under the ghost and then above the ASAP. That's yeah. That That's sounds fine. reasonable. All right. Yeah. Steve's gonna listen to this and be like, "No, <laughs> what about Picasso, baby?" I'm rocking with you, Steve. You know, Picasso, I wanted you to. Picasso, baby. I wanted you to pick this when you did the episode with us with AJ. I was hoping you would pick this, but you know, I think you knew that we were gonna be a little bit critical on that one, hey. and I respect oh, it. Can I? Can I shit on something else on this? Please album, do though? it. Like, yeah. Yo, BBC is trash. 
Oh yeah. Not just the title, but the the concept. Mm, mm. Let me get all my rich friends together and make this track that kind of sounds like Blurred Lines, which we got sued over. <laughs> Is Timbaland yeah. on that track? Did Timberland produce? Um, I don't know. It's Timbaland or Pharrell or both of them, and which should be incredible. Timbaland, Pharrell, if Timbaland's on it, and yeah. Nas. I don't know. That and Beyonce like also with like backing <laughs> that, vocals. That sounds like that sounds like it should work out, but it's but also it does a lot not, of fucking it doesn't work at all or some shit. Yeah, it's bad and it's not a good look. Yeah, and I forgot about it until it came on, and I was mm. like. Mm, yeah yeah there's just not a lot of stuff that i like on this album and to be honest with you i didn't listen to it all the way through again before we recorded this i jumped through the songs and i was like i remember not liking this i remember not liking this let me listen to this for a little bit it's longer like a, it's a flex album it's 2012 he has justin timberlake on it he has beyonce he has frank ocean he has nas he has rick ross maybe kanye does some additional vocals or something or did a little production yeah. He's flexing. Yeah. He's got all the flex guys on there. Mm. All right. Uh, okay. It, it's it's word does. Word. Next. Uh, uh, next. Now we'll just go through your three albums here. Yeah. Uh, what do I want to start? I with? really did think. I, I thought I did pick that L, Elzai, but that was you. I think you were like, I was going to pick that. or okay. that's Well, let's just do that one then. Okay. Elzai Elmatic. Um, came out 2011. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yo, I don't think I heard it that early, though. I, I think I heard it like three years ago, three, four years ago. Um, so the concept is Elzai has taken all the beats or, you know, the samples, musical yeah. And some cues. of the content. Uh, some of the concepts. Yes. From um, Nas's first album, which is Ilmatic. widely regarded as one of the best albums yeah especially in hip-hop of all time an instant classic yeah what the first five mic rating in the source i'm not sure if it was the first five mic rating but it was it it got a five mic for sure mm. uh miss info yes. wrote that article oh shout man out to her. i forgot yo she's fine shout out to miss info hey pull up a picture right quick we're gonna take a little break no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh no but yeah miss info is super fine but yeah that's one of the albums from uh all areas of hip-hop that would it should undoubtedly sit on everybody's list as a masterpiece of hip hop music. Um, that and there's there's a few others that could definitely be considered in that conversation. Yeah. Um, so Elzai, who is um, uh, alumnus Detroit's. of the Slum Village, mm -hmm. uh, the Detroit rap group, yeah. and just a dope MC in his own right. Like yeah. when I say dope, like he's a top tier he's a top tier mc yeah. along the likes of like Royce black and, thought yeah. fonte yeah, yeah. you like, put him he's not in that like alien category of having like a really dope style like a pharaoh mantra andre but he's definitely of the ilk of like your cool favorite rapper rap. your favorite rappers favorite rappers yeah. you know like he he's a cat that Roy says is one of his favorite rappers or he's a cat that you know Pusha T says is like one of his favorite rappers they all respect each other because they're all technically sound brilliant and just nice with styles and wordplay and and I I agree with them uh Elzai is one of the best writers uh, yeah. of any generation and this album is fucking great hold on wait he so he took all the right. concept or he took all the music however you want to look at it of um illmatic like 
the track list is the same, right? Or did they change it a little bit? There's like uh, intros to tracks and stuff like that, but it's I think it's the same flow. Yeah. So it's Illmatic's music, essentially, but Elzai is rapping over it. Yeah. And he's, you know, spun some things and it's his perspective. He has a live. And it's 2011. And the producer, uh, Will Sessions, has... um, update well not updated he's used live yeah there's there's a there's a live band that backs a lot of the uh a lot of the songs that really give them uh a new modern take on those beats but of course you know they're playing the beats so there's the nostalgia and he rhymes over the genesis which really not should have done in the first place work because it's great it's fucking great yeah so this i mean the original illmatic is just kind of like uh it's not the first album that enlisted a serious number of talented producers to put a project together but it really is one of the albums that just did it the best and this sounds in theory like a recipe for disaster you don't just rap over fucking you don't just remake a classic album with all the praise we just heaped upon of elzai the idea of anybody being like Oh, I'm going to remake Ready to Die. Yeah. Or I'm going to remake, you know, Three Feet High and Rising. Why do that to yourself? Yeah. Why draw comparisons to that? Because they're never going to... It, it, tech, In theory, it should never work out as good as it works out for Elzai in this case. Um, when I remember when this album came out, people were... This, this album came out the same year as Section 80, I think. Okay. And I remember talking to people about their favorite albums of that year... Nobody mentioned Section 80 and nobody mentioned this fucking album. And I was seeing the praises of this album more than I was Section 80 because to me, it was, it's illogical that it worked out as well. Yeah. It fucking, and, and I mean, it's, I mean, in one way, you're like, oh, all the heavy lifting's been done. Like the music's dope. Right. And I mean, the concepts aren't like crazy, you know, like. And and sometimes he doesn't even stick to the concepts, right? right? But he's so good at rapping. Yes. And his voice sounds so fucking good over these. And a lot of the beats, I'm not going to say, well, I will say, I enjoy some of the flips because there are like little nuance kind of things that he does and the live instruments add like something a different to dimension it. to, yeah, to yeah. the music right? and i mean they they play with the samples like they might drop into the original song or you know a couple times yeah. and it it adds another dimension to it that makes it really fucking good surprisingly you know as i went back to listen to this i couldn't help but draw comparisons to uh, Illmatic because what we're doing is placing this on a list of greatest albums mm-hmm. and not always just from our subjective opinion but also from a towards an objective uh, criteria right and so like you said a lot of the heavy lifting has been done a lot of the my enjoyment and adoration for these tracks comes with a certain amount of nostalgia like no matter what when some of these beats come on before i hear anybody talk over them yeah yeah, yeah. i'm already like this is my level this is my frequency that i fuck with and so there's a part of me that says like it should be ranked a little bit lower because one it's like 
it's not really an album as much it is like fucking it's like a homage mixtape mix yeah. you know what i mean but, but it's executed so fucking well like i said about the genesis i'm sure other people have rhymed over that sample like oh that'd be a dope idea mm-hmm. you know what i mean but the first time i listened to this album and i was like oh he's gonna rhyme over yeah. the intro yeah and it's like yo this is fucking yeah dope and i mean there's maybe two or three tracks that i might like more than the illmatic version yeah like memory lane memory lane is probably i think that's probably the best execution Mm. of what was maybe intended for this album like capture the essence reframe it and rap about it in a very incredible way yeah in memory lane what does he say i and he's just talk. He, he rhymes about it earlier, but when he talks about it, he expands on it. Where he's like, "Yo, next time, I'll take the uh, the mental train down to the Swing no. He takes I'll take the train of thought to the mental plane right. or something oh, like that." Man. Yo, he he, you know, that's that's one of the moments where he really stands out and defines himself using that past music. And 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 there's also other parts of the album where I don't think he executed as well as Nas. Like yeah, definitely. Like um, uh, the world- state of mind. Bet. Um, the world is yours. Like he kills the track. I love the track, but the content that he's talking about on that song, as compared to Nas, yeah, uh, he didn't do it as much justice as he did like Memory Lane. It, he completely diverged off and like was talking about like fucking bitches and shit, which is like cool. Yeah. You know, I'm down with that. I, I appreciate which that. which takes me to One Love, which is completely different from um, Nas's because he basically turns it into like a, a romantic kind of you know yeah. chick song but i do dig what he did with it because yeah. elzai is just dope yeah there, there's dope. there's uh nothing to be criticized in terms of uh the writing on this album uh royce takes the role of az the soul feature which is super appropriate yo I, it's just a, it's just a really good album i what, what do you think about the bonus tracks the ones that are original do I have those? On uh, Pete Rock Shout, which is oh, the Pete outro. Oh, Rock Shout, yeah. And there's like Detroit State of Mind Part 2, mm. and then there's like another song. Okay, that's a single, but that's all happening on like a single on one track. seven minute yeah, type yeah. of track. Right. I thought I, I mean, fucking love those tracks. I think I think they're really good too, and um, I probably should go back and listen to those a little bit more. I would appreciate if they were split up, but hey. But yeah, it's a it's a it's just a good album. As I was trying to figure out where I wanted to place this on the list, I was a a little bit uh, befuddled because one part of me wants to say that this is just a really good album. I'll say originally we were going to discuss this album maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, maybe more than that. And with uh, Tracy Jones, shout out to the microscopic giant. Originally, because I like ranked them before we get in the studio, Mm -hmm. I had it at the bottom of the list before we had really? sire maybe because really? of the same reasons you're talking about like it's it's kind of a um a derivative work yeah and i i was like yo that maybe should take away from it a little bit same and and i i think it should i think it should take away from it a little bit but it's also just yeah. we we also rank these albums a large part of it is our subjective taste about the albums like right. uh, i i said that the game benefited from a lot of nostalgic sounds and a lot of nostalgic flips on the documentary too and 
we rank that where it landed and i think that this album cohesively is kind of better than that i it, i've i changed my thought process on that definitely i i, I still i'm surprised that you put it like at the bottom originally list, i but, did right. because i was like yo it's basically you know a cover album it basically is yeah but it's it's like a cover album if like I don't know. Metallica did a cover of like the fucking I don't know, like uh, some, Led Zeppelin. Or you know some what shit. I mean? Like yeah, something yeah, really, yeah. like like yeah. It's just not. It, it's it's unnatural. It's a freak of nature type of album. Um, Sky Zoo wasn't able to replicate the exact type of greatness when With he reasonable doubt. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, and you know, Sky Zoo's another one of those like top tier super your favorite rappers, favorite rapper MC. But yo, I'm gonna go out on the limb here and and talk me off of this fucking cliff. Because probably original work should get recognized more than this. Word. For sure. But I'm going to say three. I'm going to say under Kanye above Rhapsody. Yo, that's high. Very high. I'm going to say three. <laughs> that's it's a, very like, It's just high. a fucking great album. Like, I would... Hold on. You like this more than Rhapsody? Yeah. I think the last half of that Rhapsody album is not that great for me. You know, fair enough. But I mean, well, yeah. But like we said before, it's so... Not that it relies on it, but it's it benefits so much from exactly yeah exactly. And I just decided to give it all of that benefit. Like, uh, you know, hold on, wait, because this is like this is one of the main points of contention with the list in general. You think it's better than Tetsuo and Youth? You personally? I think Tetsuo and Youth is a better piece of art than it for sure. Okay, for sure. Um, I think I think that I think it's better than Freddie and Rhapsody, but not as good as Tetsuo. But Tetsuo is where it's at because that's where it's at. I think the Freddie album and the Rhapsody album benefit a lot from our subjective enjoyment of those albums and not towards some type of objective criteria that makes those albums uh, masterpieces yeah, or I'm not really tremendously tremendously intricate. So Yo, I mean I also fucking love this album. I would be okay Three with it. Three seems pretty high, though. I would also be fine with it being under Joey Badass. I would also be fine with that. But, you know, again, like, I haven't really ranked any albums on this list as saying they're super good because of my subjective So you're, you're fine with um, this album, which is a remake mm. of one of the best albums of all time being very high on the list I, i'm i'm throwing i'm really throwing all of the objective criteria that i usually rely on and impact <laughs> out the window just to make my stand on liking the shit uh, that, that, that's really what i decided today i'm so shocked because, right now <laughs> well because like it's like we do we do often like you know most of my opinions about these albums i try not to make them about my subjective taste mm. if it did i would have the roots album ahead of freddie Okay. Because I like it more. Yeah. And I think that what they did musically is fucking brilliant and great. But, you know, that Roots album, I placed low because I, I threw my subjective enjoyment of it to the side and thought about other criteria. This one, I'm doing the inverse of that. I'm doing the opposite and just saying, I really like this album. It's good raps. The beats are incredible. And I like it. I said three. Talking off the cliff, I'm fine with it going much lower, honestly. I feel a certain kind of way because I agree with you, especially looking at the list, where I originally had it, after I moved it from the bottom, 
it kind of seems like an insult to have it below some of these albums. Where did you place it? Surely it's above the game. Yes. Is it above Joey? Well, I, did you make your notes on that before we ranked the Joey album? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, originally, I had it below Lone Sharks. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Mixtapes. Well, but before we get into this, because I think we're, 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 we're going somewhere different. I also think this album is one of the best projects of the decade. And looking at the list and thinking of the final halves of some of these projects, it's a lot stronger than a lot of these. It's stronger than the Maybe Joey. including Layla's Wisdom. That's why. But I feel maybe since Layla's Wisdom is definitely original and also really good. It's strong in the same ways. The raps are fucking quality. The concepts, the stories, the execution are they're all good. I think between Rhapsody and Freddie Gibbs would work a little better than throwing it above Rhapsody. I was hoping that you would talk me down lower than that, but... I mean, I thought I would too when I heard you say three, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when yeah. I looked at the list, I was kind of like, well, yo, you, you're kind of right. That, that's kind of the thing about it, though, right? It's like... At a certain, like, our criteria is always twisting and turning when we when we discuss these things. And certain things yo, serve us in different ways. I've, des- I've definitely listened to this more than Babyface Killer and Layla's Wisdom. And I probably will continue to yeah. listen to it more. I just think, I, I mean, Babyface Killer is also a mixtape, which I'm not knocking any points from it. Because it's original also. But Layla's Wisdom is a bit... On a different level it's than Babyface Killer. It's art. Yeah. This still has the kind of... Uh, Illmatic is art. Yeah. This is homage mixtape. And it seems like an it's album... It's what we because, do on Instagram. Right. Yeah. It's art, but it's, you know... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting because it's like... It is an homage mixtape that has the kind of... Uh, the appearance of an album because it's directly... Um, it's directly using an album, so it 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 feels different than Friday Night Lights, or it feels different than Babyface Killer. Yeah, because it seems like an album, whereas those there's not as much of a cohesion there, and so it ranks lower. I, I don't know. I, I'll put it. I I'm fine with it being below Rhapsody, and I think that's the right choice because that is a phenomenal piece of original creativity i'm rocking with it so we'll put that you know, i have rapid. to say every time we do these i am a bit uh shocked by and not like you know in a negative connotation kind of way but yeah i'm surprised almost every time we do this with your thought process and your choices and rankings. There's a method to my madness, though. I just don't know what it is myself. <laughs> I get in here and it's just like all to the wind. Like some shit's going down. 
Yeah, but straight up, this, this is this is a fun like a uh, kind of a masturbatory project for me and shit. Like you know, yeah, like I kind of do I feel like we're just people, like, what do we really like? Uh, right, and that's basically <laughs> what it's become. And you know, if people want to listen to that, that's dope. Yeah. I, I would really like more people to comment and argue with us, uh, but you know, like I guess our listeners are. I'll throw this shit on Reddit one word. day. Word. Try to get some upvotes and see if get some people mad at us. Uh, speaking of getting people mad, let's go to this album that potentially you hate. I don't hate any of these albums. Oh. I don't hate any of these albums. Well, yeah, let's do it now. Okay. My other pick, Childish Gambino Royalty, which is also technically a mixtape, but it's yeah. that weird era where things were yeah. projects. It's, it's a, it's a mixtape because like it's not focused on being an album. Yeah. Like it's focused on just putting together a bunch of tracks that sound good. There's not a cohesion there that he usually tends to approach with his projects, I think. So to I'm give saying. a little backstory, this is 2012 Donald Glover. Is it that long ago? 2012. Okay. And, um, you know, way before, not even close to the height of Childish Gambino, um, This Is America, or even Redbone. Atlanta's not even out yet. So this is right a little bit after uh, his 1.6 ranking. Is it 1.6 in Pitchfork? Yeah, I thought that was just fucking a bit extreme. Yeah, Like that writer was trying to make a point. Mm. And I don't think it was great. You can't give a fucking album 1.6. That's like you give a noise album that. You give a child that's hitting buttons that. Like that... That was especially for like that concept that he was going for. Like it was very personal, and the music wasn't necessarily bad. Yeah, like the album's not great, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't rock with that dude. I forget who it was that wrote that, but he he gets no shot. He, yeah, he, um, he's kind of, he's kind of trash. So that was that was Camp that got that yeah, 1.6 camp. camp. So this is which I I didn't like that much either. Super early, yeah. super super early, a little bit after he stopped sounding like Drake and Lil Wayne so much, but still very early rapping Donald Glover. This is a rap mixtape album. Yeah, a little bit of singing, but definitely not the same flavor as no. he does now. Um, and it's the first time where I was like. Oh, this is good. This is a good rap album. Like, mm-hmm. he's a good rapper. Yeah. Because the singles or the releases that came out, it was like, because, you know, I listened to the songs from camp and I was like, oh, this is fine. You know, he's yeah. a comedian, actor, rapper. He's trying to be a triple threat. That's okay. I, yeah, like, there wasn't much to be expected from a person that uses the Wu Tang name generator. Yeah. His, Which he mentions art. on the album. Right. But then it's like, I think the first song that released was either the one with Beck or the one with Nipsey, which is Black Faces with Nipsey. And I was like, oh, this is pretty, maybe I'm wrong. I was like, this is pretty good. And then maybe the second one was uh, We Ain't Them, where he talks about talking to Questlove about with Whitney Houston. Yeah. Where I, I was like, yo, one. this is actually really fucking good. Yeah. And then the song with Schoolboy Q came out, and I was like, yo, I have to listen to this whole entire project. Mm. And I think it's one of the best. Well, I don't want to exaggerate. 
What you it's said, his best project, in my opinion. Yeah, what you said to me, what you said to me as we were leaving Speakeasy, when I said, thanks for making me listen to this shit again, is you said, it's his best project. And I was like, debatable. Mm. But I can see all the reasons why you feel that way. Um, I'm not sure I disagree with that. It being his best best project i will say that for me who had listened to the previous albums and actually had been a fan of donald glover's uh career before he started making rap music i will say that for me something of donald glover was lost in this to make me feel as though it was a strange departure from who he had been setting himself up as up until this project like this album is much different than his previous work yeah and it it's different from everything that follows it right it's much different than his previous work this album works towards much more towards uh modern musical tropes that happen in hip-hop music with a slight donald glover appeal to them because you know he's going to rap about certain things however i've never heard him say nigga nearly as much ever in the whole previous career than he did on this album and i wonder like the j album if this was a point in his life where he decided to try and solidify his blackness to some degree or work towards a black audience it might be well, problematic for me to say that as only a half black person to question somebody's no, blackness but like, i don't think no i don't it, think you should to me say that it was like this is where i kind of was like where I never, does this come from like, i never I, don't I never thought about that, that like you just said and i don't think you need to worry about that thought process you're probably right and i think the uh catalyst was definitely the pitchfork rating i think that really did something to him and he really embraced the hip-hop side of his audience yeah. or what he was doing i really think that pitchfork rating what was affected him in a huge way I, I, and i remember thinking that as this came out because like before he was kind of like yo there's got to be a voice for the weird black kids mm. My nephew Trey is very much one of those pre-royalty Gambino type of black kids. He's just the black kid who likes the things he likes, has never tried to affect um, some type of African-American vernacular English to seem more black. He's one of those kids that got told like, yo, you talk white when he's just like, no, I'm just speaking, you know? Yeah. And, And with this album, I feel like a lot of that is lost from Childish Gambino. He does still talk about things that are like, hmm, that's distinctly uh, a position that I would expect from you. You know, that's something that, uh, a very interesting thing to say from your perspective. But I found that like some of the bars were not as kind of witty, brilliant as some of his earlier work. He raps good as hell on this, but I just don't think it's very- Not as witty as his earlier work? Well, I think that there was a quirkiness to Childish Gambino's earlier work and the okay. way he wrote bars. Quirky might be what I'm looking for, not witty. But a quirkiness, I would say, he raps good on this. This is maybe good. his best rapping. Like, even more than before yeah. the internet. Y- yeah. 
there's just something lost because the internet because the internet right yeah 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 um I, I, I don't know why my brain associated with like yeah when he was rapping before you know 56k dial-up <laughs> it was weird but um there's just something that's lost on me about this album i think that a lot of it is carried by the features true I think a lot of it is carried by the features. And I do have to admit, I feel some type of way about this radical departure. It seems as, like, imagine just any of your favorite rappers. Like, imagine if, like, somebody that's not particularly a styler like that. Because, you know, um, Little Ugly Mane, right? Imagine if all of a sudden Little Ugly Mane was making very much like Cardi B, Little Yachty centric music, right? Mm. Of course, he's still going to have that lowest type of hint of personality to his, like, you know, emptiness and darkness to his lyrics. But the change for me was featuring like featuring Migos. Right. It featuring was Rick Ross, like, you know, like Macklemore. Like, I don't know, like fucking Fat Joe has, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something, it was such a radical departure for me that I didn't like it for Childish Gambino. The songs that I do like are largely because like... Do you like the Kilo Kish track? Which one is that again? The female rapper. I don't. I forget the name of the it's title. It's okay. Black Faces is great. I like Unnecessary. Um, I fucking like Bun B off of Rip. I like... You know that sample though, right? The Beck track. Which one? Uh, Which the track? one with Bun B. Which sample is that? Um, uh, I need to play Nightcrawler it. by uh, uh, the synthwave guy. Oh, I forget his name. Macintosh. Good look. Shit. Yeah, there's some, there's some good, there's some interesting stuff on this man. I just find that a lot of the joints outside of, um, is it We Ain't Them? Yeah. Like, I just don't really care for them. Like, I like Nipsey on Black Faces. You don't and like We Ain't Them? No, I do like We Ain't Them. That's one of my favorite tracks on the album, actually. Um, and there, there's a few songs that I like, but I also get the feeling that there's a few, there's artists that I think make perfectly suitable music for the type of music they're trying to make. But I also don't think that it's like a high water mark of accomplishment Kavinsky. because they're so. Kavin Night, okay. Night Call. Night Call. Me. Okay. Um, there's also there's also like uh, a certain segment of artists who I think like you make this music it sounds good for what you're trying to make but everything sounds like that and I get a lot of hints of that here and when I don't I tend to enjoy the other artists on the album more than Childish Gambino. I think that was his intention. He wanted to make a contemporary because it's like you said different from all the works before. And artists have done that, yeah. you know, like maybe in the opposite direction. They were modern artists who like flipped in, you know, Kendrick makes, you know, a super funk kind of jazz yeah. album. And Childish Gambino stopped being weird and he dropped the fucking mixtape any other rapper from Atlanta might drop, yeah. kind of. And I like it. I like it. Yeah, I thought I, I I figured you would you would enjoy this because I kind of thought that it sits with your uh, ATL type of sensibilities. Whereas for me, uh, coming back to like my subjective enjoyment of it, it doesn't sit very high on the enjoyment meter for me. And because it's a mixtape, and what because do you think of the Woo features, 
You didn't like the Ghostface track? Or uh, the RZA track? It's, Sorry, it's, the RZA track. They're fine. They're fine. I just don't really care for most of this work. Uh, I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't I don't see it as, like, a sire where it's like, this is just not... There's no there's no inherent, like, qualities to Let's this. Let's get into it. Yeah. Is it better than Laws? Yeah. Is it... <laughs> Yo, shout out to Laws, man. I'm sorry I was talking all that shit about you, family. Yeah, I like it. I like it better than Laws because I like the features on it. Is it better than The Roots? No. Hmm. I Wait, don't that like means it better than. Well, see, this is this is the thing. It's like. Well, we're yeah, talking about the ranking. Enjoy. We're talking about the ranking. Yeah, now. yeah. Would you put it under Vice House too? I would listen to this album before I listen to Vice House. But I also recognize that Vice House has a lot of really dope qualities to it. And Vice House is also one of those albums that has like sounds that I don't care for. And he's intentionally making those ad libs to kind of work his way and fit within a segment of the genre. Like, which is what I think this album is trying to do too. But I think I prefer Forte Bowie's execution of those despite not wanting to listen to it again. I mean, Forte Bowie's super talented, so he might execute better than Childish Gambino, definitely. For for to compare it to another mixtape, that J Cole, I like more of that than this. There's a few tracks on there that I don't care for, but I like the rapping, I like the beat production, and if it's going to be something about like my taste, it's definitely going under that. Well, let's. Well, we have a decision to make. Always. Yeah. Because now it's like. You maybe think it's better than Vice House, but you also think Friday Night Lights is better than it. Where would you put it? Because Friday Night Lights is under Vice House. I still like it under the Roots album. I don't, I like that Bobby Sessions album. Like, I don't really care for it all that much, but I do like some of the qualities of it. I would definitely say that it's better than Laws. It definitely can't go under Bobby Sessions. That's way too well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, this is. I'm kind of surprised because impact-wise, this is like the ascent of Childish Gambino. I, th- I feel was more it? than because I feel more than because the internet. I feel like because the internet was a little bit of a flop for what he was aspiring for. Like this kind of, he got Do a 1.6 got- in Pitchfork, and then he dropped this, and people continued to pay attention to him. I I I always imagine that one of the reasons for his kind of mainstream popularity was due to his um, acting. His acting. Atlanta is what propelled him into the spotlight, and then following up with that other album. Well, I mean, that's like like the stratosphere, right? You know that that's really what kind of yeah. took off and made him. That's where he was like, I'm no longer the quirky weird kid, yeah. or I'm no longer even do the the dude that's rapping. Now he's like, I am artsy as fuck me and jordan peele are artsy as fuck mm. and we will no longer be uh doing some type of dancing for you fools mm. you know we're, we're now white people we're we're yes uh i just wasn't gonna say it. but now we're making the art that we want and we're going to be serious about it and everything is intentional but that's, before that i thought no that's even after because the internet yeah i you know I'm not sure exactly how the impact of this found its way because, again, I knew about Donald Glover. I had appreciated his acting early and his comedy the, stuff. Early Chance the Rapper feature. Beck is on the album. Nipsey, rest yeah. in peace. Um, 
Schoolboy, Ghost, yeah, uh, Absol, RZA, Bun B, Kilo Kish. Yeah. Um, there's somebody else. I'm it's good, man. If I was gonna put together an album like this, I would try to enlist those talented people too. Below, well, where? Below Jay Z. Oh yeah. Below ASAP. Yeah. Below Forte. Below Forte. I I I can I could see it sitting somewhere around. I, I really do like that Roots album a lot better than this, and I'd like the J Cole better than this. So I would shoot towards above Bobby Sessions, but I also wouldn't feel any type of particular way about it being above the Roots but under J Cole. Mm-hmm. You know that that Roots album kind of gets me sometimes because it's I, it's good. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything negative about it, but the Roots in the Ots are just incredible yeah like uh falling not falling what is it called um things fall apart uh phrenology or things fall apart came out the album right before how i got over um is it falling down falling up whatever's the one with the wale single that album is crazy so i was i've always been a little disappointed by how i got over yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of an unremarkable roots album that is just um, rising down, rising down, rising down. Rising yeah, that down. joint. It's got that joint with fucking uh, Styles P and Most Def. Yo, does a that's rising a, down. I think. Yeah, yeah. Does does a computer have a, a horoscope? Well, yo, Styles kills that shit. Anyways, um, yeah, I just think that it's just kind of an unremarkable roots album. It's really good, but you know. Um, Everything about it is good, but you know the Roots have done such a, yeah. a an incredible amount of work. Yeah, we're comparing them albums. to themselves. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I ranked it as low as it's sad, and I'm not like I would be embarrassed to show that to my dad or some shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would be embarrassed to tell somebody that I ranked that below some of these other albums, but we're not going back and making changes to the list. You know what I mean? Like it's going to mm. sit where it sits. I just. It, it's going to always cause a precarious type of conversation for me because when it comes to albums that are not necessarily uh, of high cultural impact or outstanding like masterful works of art it's going to be one of those albums that i'm drawn towards raking it under ranking like above things because it's still very good I well, I, I think I just I'm, rambled I'm, a bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you put it below Forte Boy. I don't, you know, I, uh, I, uh, if I recall correctly, man, like I recognize I just don't like that album, and I was trying to be a little bit objective with that because if if I had to go about like albums that I just don't really like, then I'm a, the list would look a lot different to me. But I do try to keep in. Um, keep somewhat objective about an artist's intention what they want to achieve with the album mm. um how the work stands out amongst its peers and amongst the the entire canon of, of rap music if it's doing anything creative or new uh how well they are technically and production wise and i think it has like all the demarcations of a quality project it's just not my style which is different than laws which I just absolutely fucking couldn't get through, so I throw towards the bottom of the list. Where do you want to put it? You want to put it uh, below Forte Bowie, but above the J. Cole joint? 
actually had it a lot higher, but I'm I'm mm. I'm not gonna argue. Tell that. me, just tell me where for fun. Where did you think it would initially want a place above Twelve Reasons to Die? That's not too much higher. I could see why you would come to that, but yeah, I I don't like it as much as that. Um, for all the reasons that you just listed, I can see it going under Friday Night Lights because maybe Friday Night Lights is a bit more seminal to J. Cole's career and important. Yeah, I might make that same ar- argument as well. But Whereas, like, for a mediocre roots, not mediocre, mediocre for the roots album, I don't think it should go under that. Okay. I don't think. Let's put it under J. Uh, perhaps his best Friday project. Sure. Yeah. We wouldn't rank that other album on here because that's not really a hip hop album, right? Which one? Awake My Love. What is the name of it? I'm not a huge fan of that album. Yeah, but even if, it's not really a hip hop project, yeah? Mmm. Even if. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we'll end up ranking that. Childish Gambino. Okay, so that goes below J. Cole Friday Night Lights. Bed. And we got one Yo, more. Yo, one more to go. All right. All right. Yo, Childish Gambino took a long time. Uh, it did, huh? Oh, okay. The next one, fucking uh, rose gold. Rose gold. This was my dark horse pick of 2017, man. Yo, you put me onto this album. You were yeah. playing this every time I came to the studio. Yeah, this is a joint. And I was like, "What is this? I like this." Yeah. Yo, it's what was that name. thing you were playing last time? Yeah. What was that again? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Finally, finally, I listened to it. <laughs> put it on my Spotify. This is really good. No, it's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of yeah. exposing myself early. This shit is incredible. It's yeah, a great it's really album. Uh, for people that don't know, Rose Gold are an MC producer duo from Michigan that consists of Rose Spit, who is the rapper, and uh, 14 Carrot, 14 KT, KT. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically their names put together. RS uh, times you know 14 Carrot Gold, so mm-hmm. Rose Gold. And um, this is uh, just a fucking really spelled R S X G L D. Yeah, yeah, no vowels plus that X. And, and it's just uh, like I had heard about them that year. I think they only dropped a mixtape and then this album immediately. Yo. I didn't know Rose Spit before that, but 14 KT is. He's down with like uh, he was working with like Justice League cats too back in oh, the really? day. Oh really? I think he's a producer associated with with all those type of dope producers. Yo, he's a dope producer. He's really good. Yo, there's no Wikipedia page for this shit. I've never you know? heard anybody talk about yeah. this ever. You know, I have heard one other uh, person bring it up, and shout out to um, BZ from uh, Dead End Hip Hop. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it was one of his favorite albums that year too. And it wasn't an album they reviewed because it's just that underground. Sometimes they don't mm. do those albums. But yeah, this is just a really dope project. Like, in the vein of just dope raps, dope beats, dope concepts, styles and execution. And it's, it's just not good like fucking we're rap. Like picking a super underground like album. I mean, Royce is on here. Yeah. Els Eyes on here. Absol's on here. Mm. Like he's uh, a figure in the community. Yeah, he's just even... like this album is really unsung for some reason you know in today's day and age where there's like a million different artists producing albums and shit it's easy to kind of get lost in that like a a person like g yamazawa is Mm. making super great music but a lot of people won't champion his shit because there's just so much other stuff i guess but yeah this one is dope i mean he he had beef with um 
Danny Brown and shit. Really? Yeah, like some passive aggressive beef they had for a whole minute. I don't know what it's about, well, but one of the bars. He's from it. they're they're from Detroit. Yeah, so I didn't know about that. I though. said Michigan and shit. Why didn't I just say Detroit when I'm introduced them? Anyways, but yeah, same shit. You know. But yeah, it's it's a it's a really good project. It was my dark horse pick of 2017. By that I mean that it could have, um, you know, unmounted any of my other picks on the album, depending on the day of the week. It's just really. Uh, wait, what did I say? It could have it could have unlodged any of my other top ten picks. I don't think I listened yeah. to it in 2017. Yeah, it came it, out towards. The I don't end think it was it, on my I list. Think, I think it came out towards the last quarter of it. But yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, man. I played it a lot last year. Yeah. Yo, I love this album. It's incredible, and it's not like he is making art like Lupe or he came with a crazy concept no. like uh, Rhapsody or anything but it's just really good raps and he's yeah. not as technical as you know even like a Freddie Gibbs right. even but somehow like all of the things like mesh together to create something greater than the you know the some of its parts yeah I, I agree with you man it's like um he he's he's not like an upper tier MC, and the beats are not like some type of strange approach to music that make them like uh, completely recognizable. But it is just a combination of uh, this is this is this is you know this is the essence. This is this is the essence of hip hop. This is just somebody expressing themselves authentically over fucking beats. Like even a track that normally I would find cringy. Just if you told me the concept, like about his dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, his dad was played on this record, and then he found the record. Actually, the the skit or whatever that plays on the yeah. track before the track we're talking about, mm -hmm. where he tells the story of that. Right. Hearing him even talk about it, I'm like, oh, this shit sounds kind of. It's gonna be kind of corny. Yeah. Uh, but a little. That, yeah. A little backstory on that. Like, apparently, you know, his his dad is like a a good friend of his, and they call each other like brother or some yeah. shit, right? And, What's uh, happening, brother? Is and what so they, his they dad used to be a musician in in Detroit, you know, in the sixties and seventies, maybe. And um, when when Rose Spit had to go and solidify all his ASCAP, um, you know, uh, what is it, BMI shit, his songwriter, yeah, royalty credits, right? Type shit. Yeah, yeah. credits. Uh, the ASCAP shit. Like he contacted them and gave him a name, and I guess he's a junior, so he was like. Uh, yo, here's my information. You have anything? And they're like, No, we don't have anything on here except for this other person with your same name. But this song came out in like the 70s. And so he's like, What the fuck? So we contacted his dad. He's like, Yo, did you make any music back then? He's like, ah, I might have hopped on a joint with somebody, but I don't remember the name of it. Mm. And then apparently, you know, he writes a whole song about kind of this experience and how it like. Well, not only that, like his, his father passed away, mm -hmm. and. He was going through his father's, you know, belongings or what do you call those things? Like the leftover materials or I whatever. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I can't remember yeah, shit me today. Either, man. Yeah. yeah well, he's like going through that stuff and he finds like five records by the artists that his dad said he might have worked with. And the first one he flips over, he sees his dad's name and he has 14KT flip the sample yeah. that he's on. And it's a dope track yeah, it sounds it sounds way doper than the story <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, it's just it's one of those examples of just like um great 
fucking hip hop. Yeah. Like this is, you know, and, and, and it goes back to like, you don't need a lot of bells and whistles. You don't need to perform any real magic tricks. You just have to kind of work the craft and do it well. And if, if you're yourself, then it kind of stands out. And that's what I get from it, man. Like, he, he has a unique rhyme style yeah, definitely. that coupled with his voice. Um, there's there's It's kind of unmistakably him. Like, you hear him on track, oh, that sounds like roast spit. And it's just good fucking hip-hop, man. I like I like this album quite a bit. Quite a bit. Nothing nothing really stands out to me as being, like, some high-water mark of achievement, but I just like the fucking music. I agree. Like, if you were like, what are your favorite albums and why... I would be like, yo, Tierra Whack for the uniqueness, eccentricity, uh, Eminem for the bars, you know, whoever for the beats. Mm -hmm. And then if you're like, what about Rose Gold? I'd be like, yeah, that's also really dope. Because yeah. they did that shit. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> there was music and it was rapping over it. Like they, they made a music, man. They made Where a fucking music. music. Yeah, it was a good music. Yeah, but it, it's really good. It, it's kind of. It's not a very long album. It's kind of uh, pretty. Yeah, it's pretty a sweet dope. Spot yeah, kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I rock with it. What are your favorite tracks on this? Four um, two uh, one seven five. Actually, Everybody know that. Chainsaw. I, I almost like yeah. every song yeah. on the album. Even the brilliant cut up. Uh, that yeah. That, that's you know, a flip of the one off Jesus of Jesus off of he's the driver I'm which the shooter. you like a lot I love that and I don't joint. like yeah. I don't like that one well that's much. one of my favorite tracks by them because he bombs like well, fucking not, 48 bars and then well, not, the, beat is dope. not the joint uh, the whole the project, album, project. I, don't, I don't really like that project that's for the listeners that's the mixtape that came out before yeah. this album but yeah no I mean <sighs> Chainsaw um yeah what's the uh just what's the one with the uh, Mr. Porter on it just give it up or yeah it's called uh, give it all give it all whoops yeah give it all yo that one what's happening brother yeah i it's like almost every track on here yeah it is a very strong album from top to bottom so where do you place it i had it i had it above oh i'll let you go below all american badass Oh, okay. You got it a little higher than I got it. I was actually thinking above the Doppelgangers joint, but I'm okay with it actually being above that game album. Um, I like it more than the game album. I think the game album is a little bogged down by a few things. Yeah. And I definitely like it more than Drake. I, I am perfectly fine with it being right under fucking Joey Badass, actually. There's a couple albums in between that. Yeah. That's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, straight up and down. Like, I mean, I like it more. I like Doris. There's some tracks on Doris that I probably, singular tracks that I like more than any other track on this. But cohesively, I like this album more. Same thing with the Absol. Same thing with the Drake. Same thing with Game. So I'm fine with it being right under that Joey. You're missing some albums. Which album am I missing? Vices. And uh, mm. Tetsuo and Youth. No, Tetsuo and Youth is above not yeah that's uh that's uh how we ended that episode with the rock scissors paper are you sure pretty sure i sent uh i sent steve a little note and he was very happy to hear that <laughs> <laughs> Steve was like yeah you did it yeah really yeah i thought that's how it ended up oh i've been putting the list wrong everywhere. okay wait where is tetzel and youth then under freddie is that right? Yeah, we should go back and listen to the episode, <laughs> if anything. But yeah, I thought that's where it was. I, you're right. I don't have the um, the the vices on there. Where's vices at? Vices is 
Apparently, it's under All American Badass. Okay. Yo, Tetsuo and Youth is that high? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to bug me for such a long time. I was surprised that you let me get away with that, to be honest with you, because you were very adamant about uh, your opinion on it when we first recorded. Well, I, I've been feeling a certain kind of way about it, but I thought it was lower than it actually is. Now I'm well, like. Well, it's only one higher, right, than it should have actually been. Yeah, technically. Yeah, we got to go back and listen to that episode. All right. I thought that's where it ended. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it being above Nicholas F. Vices and below Joey Badass. Yeah, that feels super yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I do like this album a lot. Yo, got to put some more albums above Tetsuo and Youth. Got to work that out. It'll it'll all find its way, man. The, the universe uh, beckons. It's all going to happen. This list is kind of crazy, y'all. And uh, we basically have, like... 10 15 minute conversations about all these albums discussing the uh whatevers yeah about it i will I like say that list. i do agree with uh, the list for the most part i like the first one and two being there i think those are perfectly placed and i also like the album at the bottom yeah actually i kind of like what we did with el zag today that feels really good well i know that you had you had some concerns about the the way that i was using criteria about um, the idea of art, art yeah. as well as impact. You were concerned about these type of things, and I was like, yo, the good music will shine through, even if it's independent, even if nobody knows that shit. And I think that that Elmatic is tremendously fair. You're right. I trust our taste, man. I really do. <laughs> I trust I trust the communication Yo, between us, and I, I like no, it. No man. shots. I'm not going to say yeah. any names, but somebody recently was like, name five rappers. Oh, yeah. And we were like. I don't like that shit. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and you're like, from, from which year? Or like, or right, like, like, they were born in May? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah, like, um, it's weird, man. We like a lot of music. We yeah. know a lot of music. And uh, I get that from a lot of people that listen to podcasts. They're always a little bit surprised with it. Uh, because, it's yeah, the list is weird. The list is weird. I mean, objectively, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of types of music on here. And it hasn't even got that weird yet. And we're not going to hit a lot of popular shit. I'm definitely not. Yeah. There's no way that I'm ranking a fucking culture. Yeah. I, I don't but think what's I her, What's her album called? Are you talking about the white chick with the booty? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm not going to bring your name up. I was trying to think of Iggy Azalea, but I couldn't figure Iggy it out. Iggy Azalea makes rap music, y'all. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of music. Remy LaCroix has an album. Oh, damn. Hey, did you see? Oh, <laughs> shit, fam. I, I was, yo. Did you see? No, 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 no. Don't cut this. Did you see that Riley Reed um, the rap? rap? That's Yo. what I was trying to think of, but I couldn't remember her name. Yo. It's not good. It's not good at all. And, and she, she says, says the she says the N-word more than I do. <laughs> I'm like, Yo. She says it more than Childish Gambino yeah, on royalty. <laughs> Straight up, man. And it's weird when you hear like some of that like hardcore, aggressive, like sexual women raps. Like if a dude was like, Yo, she's gonna suck my dick, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty gross. But I mean, like, you do it. <laughs> but when a woman does it, I'm just like, damn, what do you mean come on your face? That doesn't feel like you're really running things here. Feels a little bit strange, but if that's what you want, I was I was taken aback. I was taken aback by. This. I read I the lyrics on Genius. No, I just <laughs> saw the video like 
two days There's ago. There's a video? Yeah. Oh, and it's funny no. because um, it, the video's fucked up because the mic isn't plugged in. <laughs> She's rapping and it's like, you know, it's got the voiceover, but you can clearly see that the fucking mic is not plugged in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it's weird. It's like, like oh, in okay. the studio? Yeah, yeah. So mm. she's just lip syncing. Like, she's rapping it, but they use a, like a, a, a vocal track over it. And, and it was just like, yo, this is fucking terrible, man. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do this. It's really bad. It's don't like do this. the worst cloud rap. It's also like you feel like kind of because her career and how many um, black friends she had, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> black friends that she has that does she get a pass like with that many black friends um oh, and i'm going to continue calling them friends uh does she get the n-word pass the yo, black like, what? well I'll, yo i'll give her props for like pioneering the way she does because she really she's done a she's lot for a the community worker, yo. <laughs> she works tremendously hard and like so, Unbelievable! I'm so sorry, I took us down yeah. this road. But she does. You're right, man. Oh, she she's yeah. a hard worker. Like almost to the point where I don't enjoy watching her videos that time because it's just intense. Well, I mean, I did. What I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did. After watching the raps, I went back <laughs> and did some more personal research. Shout out to Tenga, our new sponsors. But yeah, that that chocolate strawberry Tenga. Shout out to hey, as uh, much racism as there is in the world and uh, still lingering in other places, shout out to Kofi Kingston, WWE champion. Yeah, there we go. Uh, for somebody to, you know, go right in the face of that, like a Riley Reed yeah. or a Remy LaCroix yeah. or a Jada Stevenson, mm. and please stop me before I keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to black.com and Rose Gold, right under All American Badass. That's right. This is a nice extended version of uh, what yeah, we I, usually do. I didn't think it was going to go this long. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, we just got a, a weather forecast. So that's it. Go check out the fucking list yep. on um, the show notes. It should be on there, right? We'll and, put that and in there. As always, and in the future, be careful not to scroll down and look at the list before you listen to the podcast episode. I mean, unless you don't mind spoilers. Uh, and if you don't, here goes uh, everything that happened in Endgame in the last <laughs> two episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, so Thanos. I hate to break it to y'all. Black.com. <laughs> right. <laughs> he beats Riley Reed's ass. Oh my God. Damn, he whoops her ass. Tough times for Riley Reed, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't know the snap meant that. Uh, today is Friday, May 10th. Our guy, I Am Jesse, is throwing Tokyo Was Here in collaboration with Jet Set and Boom. Tokyo Provoke. Boom. Who is also our guy Ryan M. Kluver. Not Mr. M. Kluver. Not, yeah, I shouldn't have said the Ryan, but shout out to him. Uh, too many people to name. Um, our homies, Shori Bradshaw, Kinsuke, yep. I am Jesse, uh, Phil Asia, so Asia Phonics, is going to be doing that? Hi, yes, I'm good. Uh, excuse uh, my guy, Hiromu, Matsuda Hiromu, Young Richard. Mm. Our guys at Dosing, Stephen Yoshiki, Elena Midori. Uh, also, our other homies are on here, uh, Mark Jackson, and wow. people who are not our homies now, but will probably be our homies soon, and yeah. the god, Watarai, is mm. also performing. Peace to the god. Uh, that's going down at Badika tonight, uh, if you're listening on May the 10th, so right. you'll want to check that out. 
Also on May 10th, 90 BPM Takeover, uh, our guy Ishii is throwing his bi-monthly event again, which this one's a little bit different. Got some kind of abstract, kind of different type of uh, performing artists with him. Uh, a bunch of people who I don't know, as well as like another person named Aki who was super dope. She's going to be performing, and I met her before. But do I should should I say these names? Aquadab, Yami Zimmer, Zimmer, Muta. Yeah, I don't know a lot of these people, but Copero is going to be there. But mm. one thing to say for sure is that 90 BPM is always got a lot of tremendously talented people. It's always a really good time, and usually Ishi is going to buy everybody a shot. So go there and have a good time. And maybe get a free shot. That's at Sofa in Nakamega. Correct. So you're going to repeat that. Uh, Batikas in Ibiza. That's right. So make sure you go to one of those things, if not both. Mm -hmm. You can walk. Yeah, you should walk. It's good for your health. Yeah. Drink water. Uh, the next day, May 11th, I will be having my event with my guy, DJ Rock 10. Hot, Hot at Blue Jam. Yo, is it official Cafe Rock 10? Azabu. He's trying to like, you know, still try to be like, oh, I haven't picked a name yet. His name it's is Rock fucking 10. DJ Rockton. Yeah. Smooth as eggs. Yes. You and I. Crew. <laughs> and I. <laughs> oh, I, I see the info in here is wrong, but uh, it's not whoever's listed. It's uh, me and my guy DJ Rockton and Brad and Bougie, who is also the cameraman for Speakeasy and a dope guy in his own the right. The brother? The... Yeah. Okay, okay. The, uh, Word. Bradley from Atlanta. Okay. So yeah, I've we'll never officially really communicated with him, but uh, I see him out there doing his thing. Shout young guy him. doing his thing, yeah, living his best life. So Champagne new brutes will not be there. Asses in uh, Camelot, which I have not done, so I'm a little jealous. Okay, yeah, new brute is not going to be performing. Uh, no, that's old information. Okay, yeah. Who sorry. is that? That's a tall ass Ben. All right, shout out to him with a good name. Yeah, uh, that is a good name, right? Mm. Uh, also, that day, the breakdown is going down. They do that every second and fourth Saturday. And that's going to be the last one for Chase for a couple weeks. Uh, Chase is going to be heading back to the States. So, oh, excuse me, DNZ. DJ DNZ. Yes. Uh, also affectionately known as Chase, will be performing that one. Yeah, so do both, but come to mind first. Uh, the next day on the 4th, no, the 12th, excuse me, we got a Gachi French Night. That's our guy Katsuya Everywhere's event. He's going to have that at Nishiazabu A-Life. Wait, 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 wait. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that is right. That is right. Excuse me. Uh, and also that day is uh, Tokyo Provoke is having an event in uh, Sanginjaya. Mm. Um, or at least uh, M. Kluver is throwing that event. And it's also going to be... Our my girl Aoi's birthday party. Uh, I can't remember That's the home name. Girl, or are you party. dating somebody and didn't tell me? No, she's she's actually in that same details with oh, okay. New Brute. Okay. she played it hot before. Okay, yeah. Um, Yo, does this other show, this fusion show, not show up for you? You don't see that on which day? That day, the twelfth. No. no. Okay, sorry, I must have put it in wrong. But um, starting at five o'clock in Nakameguro at Solfa is Fusion, which is a cool little art event that is going to have the Green Dollar Assassin beatmaker. Oh, uh, I know. Nos Nija, uh, Tajima Hall, Matatabi. Shout out to Matatabi, actor. Martin is going to be performing live as well as some as well as some live paint by somebody named Tap One. That starts at five o'clock and is going to end by eleven. So you can be home nice and early to tuck yourself in and then eventually go to sleep and wake up for work the next day. So that's 5 o'clock, Solfa, Nakamegaro. 
Yo, actually, I don't know why that didn't show up. I'm not seeing anybody post about this event I'm talking about, but I thought it was going to happen. So I may cut all that shit out. No, just leave it. Chateau Lagoon should just be a grimy version just like of the raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely raw. Yeah. yeah, man, I thought that thing was going down. Anyways, uh, go do that other stuff. Uh, on the 17th, which is next Friday, we got Alien Liberty International Presents Ali, first EP record release party, Jungle Love. Um, that's going to be Salu and Jinmenusagi. Jinmenusagi. Oh, that, that dude used to uh, go to my wife's uh, dentist's office. Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. Well, apparently he's dope. And yeah, Salu is, dope. is also dope. Yep. This is going down at Glad in Shibuya. So go check them out. Are you going to go to this? Oh, it's a little early, yeah? Nah, Five o'clock? Go. Yeah. If I'm being completely sure. honest, I'm probably yeah. not going to go. But I, I like Salu a lot. And you like Jin Minusagi. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Life Park is having their second anniversary in collaboration with Hustle Break Tokyo at Plus Tokyo on Saturday the 18th. And I think that's as far as I'm going to go for Bet. that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Bet. Uh, the list is thick. Of course, there's also other Rotan. events going on regularly. Oh, shit. Often. Every Thursday, Cooling Coins at Coins Bar. I haven't put that on the calendar yet, but that happens every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Come see us. Uh, me, or I should say the Urban Aristocrat, whose event it is, along with uh, Panda, DJ Panda. And myself, who just recently joined. Dope. That goes from like 8, 8.30 until last train. Very cool. That's the weather forecast for everybody. This has been Mega Late Show episode. Best album ever. Best album ever. Best Best album (laughs) ever. 2010. Uh, Episode 5? I don't know. 6? 6. All right. 6. Version 6. Go back and listen to the other ones if you are so compelled. Otherwise, we will have a new guest for you guys this Friday. Chateau Lagoon. Bienvenue à l'infinité du monde. Mortal Vashes. Mortal Vashes.